0: Coming up, we're going to be talking about the top five Disney Pixar Easter eggs that can be found in most Pixar movies in this episode of Diz Pop. Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everybody. I am your host, Ryan Clavin, joined in this episode by Craig Williams. Ahoy, uh, ahoy. Um, and uh, like I said in the little teaser
1: there, we're going to be talking about Pixar movies today. Yes, yes we Some are. Some of your favorites. I, you know I love Pixar. Have all you the way seen them for- all? I've seen them all the way from Toy Story A to Toy Story Z. Toy Story Z. I haven't, yeah, no, I haven't caught that one no, yet. No, yeah. I, I of course I've seen everyone. I, I own every single Pixar all movie on Blu ray. Yes. It's I, I don't even own every single Walt Disney animated feature on there th- how many are but, there of those though? Um fifth. Uh, <sighs> Is it less than Pixar 40, movies? Yeah, I was going to say forty-eight. I think that have actually been released. on on, on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's in the high forties. Obviously,
0: I know there's more animated Disney movies than Pixar oh, movies. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you said it in such a weird. I don't even own this monumentally more amount
1: than the small amount of Pixar movies. Yeah, but no, it, it's it's not. But like, I I love Walt Disney Animation, and I I. Still, as much as I love Pixar, I, I still love Walt Disney Animation more than Pixar. Um, I, I know. But, Interesting. I'm well, surprised by that. No, it's it's just two different, it's just two different styles. Um, it, it's almost it, it shouldn't be compared at this point anymore. Um, it's like the the same thing. I love I love uh, Studio Ghibli and uh, uh, Miyazaki. I love all of his movies. I don't like to compare them though to what's happening at Pixar and what's happening at Walt Disney Animation because his the the whole style of that studio is so specific that I feel it's it's not fair to compare them. Do you feel like Pixar is the um,
0: independent? Disney, Disney independent movie studio, like animation independent, and I don't mean it in terms of budget, but I just mean in terms of style. It takes a lot of. It, oftentimes, it takes yeah. bigger risks with they, how they tell the story and uh, stuff. And they are it's like the Fox searchlight that's to Fox.
1: Literally, the exact okay. example. That's thinking. what I was thinking in my head, but I. I, I yeah. I was trying to think of universals like the one that has released like uh, at world's end and stuff like or the world's end and stuff like that and all, all that and um, but I couldn't think of that one. All like all I could think was, was Fox Searchlight. Well that's that's how I I feel like it's almost become at this point. They're like, "Okay, we've got the really solid story and
0: we want to like like Wally. Like yeah. they 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 haven't taken a risk, I feel like in Disney animation. With a film like that where the majority of it's, you know, something where it was like they, there was a risk because a lot of that movie is – there's no dialogue yeah. for the first, like, 40 minutes. I mean, something.
1: you could argue that that was the case about Pixar, and there's plenty of articles all over the internet and uh, people out there like myself that also have the popular opinion that when Disney bought Pixar mm-hmm. – all it was wasn't really to, to give Pixar that extra budget, to give them a little extra wings and stuff. Pixar didn't need that. It was to start enter, uh, start putting some of that creative energy back into Walt Disney Animation. And that's why Walt Disney Animation has had its second renaissance, Well, John Lasseter is the head of that now, yeah, right? Yeah, and with with about from Tangled onward. Disney hasn't made a bad animated movie. They've made some that haven't been as big of a, a hit as others. Um, they haven't had a Home on the Range. Yeah, but they haven't had a failure. Whereas, um, in Pixar's recent history, you know we've had uh, we've had Monsters University, which was seen as not that great. Um, yeah, you, you have Cars Two. You have Brave. Um, technically, even if you want to really get into it. Finding Dory, since it didn't get, even though it was a huge, huge what? box office success, since it didn't get that Oscar nomination, a lot of people kind of looked down on it. Good Dinosaur, although it's one of my favorites, I I think it's just this wonderful, beautiful movie. That got not a lot of love. Pixar just has really had a, a, a with the exception of Inside Out, they have had a lot of struggles. Not not. In terms of monetary uh, return from it, just in in terms of the quality of the films being put out, they they it seems like they get started before they're done. Now yeah. it it feels
0: like maybe now they're big, they're part of Disney that they're they're on this uh, like assembly line of production dates. You know what I mean? I, we need a, we need a Pixar movie in this window. We need a Pixar movie in this window. Well, because. Be- I say this only because that's what the good dinosaur suffered from—is the third act, and then they said they had to go back and like retool it essentially yeah. because it wasn't coming together. And you're—it's a an- kind of a weird thing that animation wouldn't be completely done before. It, it seems yeah. like it's you're such sh- a set thing yeah. that
1: you have to be done with that. You think the story would be done first yeah. before you would start to put you know start to put it in the animators hands to do it and yeah I, I i see that aspect my my uh the only thing i can really say to it too is then of course uh this is kind of good timing because in a couple weeks we have cars 3 coming out mm-hmm. and um, i'm gonna have to watch the second one before it, that but well, it's it's a struggle to get through but no it's we're stuck in sequel mania with Pixar right now. And that's like one of the bad things they took away from Disney is that let's go sequel crazy. Toy Story three, one of the best wrap ups to a movie trilogy ever. And that's kind of where it should have ended. Yeah. And now we're going to have Toy Story four. I'm very much looking forward to Coco. I think Coco is going to be Well, let's let's
0: talk about their the list of the movies. So there are 17 movies to date. Mm-hmm. Um two more to join us this year. Craig mentioned both of them, Cars 3 and Coco. Um so it all started back in 95 with Toy Story. Yes. I'm just doing feature length ones. I'm not talking about the shorts the or anything shorts, right yeah. now. Yeah. So Toy Story, followed by A Bug's Life, followed by Toy Story 2, followed by Monsters Inc, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, WALL-E, Up. Toy Story 3, Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Cars 3 this year, Coco, and then uh, I I forget is Toy Story 4 Toy next Story year. Four, yeah. Okay, that's the next yeah, one. Yeah,
1: the the whole thing that they were going to try to do was it was supposed to be one sequel to every two new original, and it's kind of fallen It's, it's back almost and, like
0: gotten to every other one at this point because yeah. it was it was it's up and then Toy Story three well and then Cars two so two sequels in a row and then Brave and then another sequel and then Inside Out then, yeah and then another yeah. sequel yeah which uh, you know what I will give them this I, as I mean I don't I can't speak for Cars two or three yet obviously um, and I didn't see Monsters University yet because uh, mm. because Monsters Inc is not one of my favorites um, blasphemy
1: you know I'll what are you
0: I I, I um. I still have yet to see Ratatouille, and I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur either, or as well as Brave. So I, I'm i going to go through, and I'm going to watch—this is my goal of this year—is I want to— First Cars because I want to be able to I want us to be able to go watch Cars Three. I don't want to watch Cars Three,
1: but I feel like it's our job at this point on the show. So despite what I said about the sequels, I cannot wait for. Well, the animation does look look beautiful in that trailer. Well, in that sorry, that's a thing to mention where I was talking about the quality of the films going down. That's in story alone, not in terms of animation. in in terms of animation, they have literally they've just they kept progressing. Finding Nemo so beautiful. And then taking Finding Dory and making those ocean scenes even more impactful. Uh, the the scenes in Good Dinosaur are just mind boggling. And then, well, Good Dinosaur even gets uh, to the point where I'm
0: like, is this animated or is this real? Yeah, they're like the that's the issue for me too. Is like the background's so real, it's like photorealism. Like
1: yep. I don't know, it, it kind of reminds you of one of Walt Disney Animation's lesser no lesser appreciated efforts, Dinosaur, that yes. used real environments and placed animated characters on it.
0: I I feel like that's one of those movies. Like nowadays, you could go back and watch, and it might get a better, you might get more out of it now than you did at the time. You know, yeah, I you know I I did the ride before I watched the movie, so I, I've see, always had did. that appreciation yeah. for it. So I, that's why I was always like, it's weird that this uh, iguanodon here is in this video somehow. <laughs> but yeah. I never understood how they patched it in. But apparently, they were always searching for an iguanodon. Yeah, and and yeah. that just happened to be. It, it just, just ended random up or- that yeah. that happened yeah. to have been the specific species of dinosaur. But, well, today, uh, one of the fun things about Pixar movies is um, these Easter eggs. And, yes, I, like I said, I'm going to go through and watch all these movies. Uh, a shout-out to my friend Amber, uh, Amber Joy Budin, who's been on the show several times. She did the original Dispop episode with me, or the Arts and Crafts and Drink, where we did the Zootopia um, uh, 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 canvases, uh, uh. yes. Uh, and um, she was also in another episode— I don't remember what we were doing in that other episode, though, but um, she could not be with me today, but she did put a lot of this information together for me, so I really do appreciate that quite a bit. She is actually the person I feel knows Pixar the most in my life. I'm sorry, Craig, you'd you'd be very close to number one, but she's got a friend who was Lee Unkrich's assistant for Toy Story 3 and then she's originally from California so she's yeah. got the Disneyland you know connections and stuff but um and then she in her house you would appreciate her kitchen, her house has tons of Disney stuff in it but um she was such a big fan uh somebody ran and had Pete Doctor drew her um, Carl yeah, and like Kevin and so she's got this framed thing in her house that says like hey Amber something something on it and I was like where did you get this and she told me this whole story about how um, a friend of hers went and grabbed him and they had him draw it out for her so she has like a, a Pete Doctor original I mean I, I,
1: I'm not the biggest Pixar fan I, I love everything they do, but I am not I am not an expert by any means. So the only way I could say I'm an expert is one of the things I love about Pixar Blu-ray releases is that they never skimp on mm-hmm. special features. So um, you know the best the best way to really learn more about these movies um, is by hearing firsthand from the people who made them. And Mm -hmm. so I do enjoy that they always take the dime and dedication to, to show the process of how they make, uh, their, their pieces of work. And so that's, that I, you know, I'm, I am a, I'm a Blu-ray aficionado in that sense. I, I'm that, well, there are some, some fascinating like Toy Story three. There's some fascinating
0: special features on that, like how they did the garbage, the yeah. toys to look yeah. through the garbage. And Amber was always telling me a fun story about how like he, her friend was responsible for running out and like buying some of the stuff they needed to like throw into this thing to have people crawl through, so they knew yeah. what it looked like when people crawled through. And like the ex- ex- extent to which I-, I feel like Pixar is essentially the work, the animation workplace equivalent of Google. It's one of those, like, I think they get to do
1: whatever they want to do because they're so genius at what they do. Oh, right? I, when, when I, before I moved to Florida and I was looking for a job and I had like no prospects, I was even one of those people who's going on Pixar's job site looking like, okay, well, you know what? I, I could work in their cafeteria there and I could just do whatever just to say I worked at Pixar, but I didn't, I didn't go for it.
0: I, um, I forgot to mention The Incredibles 2. Yes. Uh, was was up in our list after this too, so it looks like we got two sequels coming at us again real soon here. But all right, well let's get to the. So for those of you who don't know, an Easter egg, what an Easter egg is, it's kind of like this little hidden thing. It's like an inside joke or like a reference um, in a movie. Uh, it's not specific to Pixar. This is a thing in anything. It can yeah. be on a Blu-ray, it can be in a film, it can be in a piece of artwork, in a comic, whatever. It's a um, it's a
1: wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the audience.
0: Yeah. Something for something like it's it's it can be a, a like a signature or trademark from a director um, that they kind of have. Uh yeah. You know, Edgar Wright it, it does a lot of he kind of has like
1: nods in his movies and stuff well, like that. Well, it's a whole trilogy based around an ice cream dessert. Yeah, that's you know it's it's the Cornetto uh, trilogy.
0: Um, it, it not like we said, not exclusive to films. If you're having any trouble grasping the idea, um, it, it's like a hidden Mickey. I I hate to use this. Uh, I, I don't. Hidden Mickeys, I feel like, have gotten kind of out of control. There's some where it's like, well, it's right there. It's not a hidden Mickey. That's a Mickey. Um, But it's essentially that same idea. Like, when you look for hidden Mickeys in rides and attractions, whatever, it's that kind of idea. But in films is what we're talking about. So, um, And Pixar's
1: been doing this since they're what? I I just was imagining, like, and, and if you're still struggling at grasping the concept of hidden uh, of hidden Easter eggs in films. Just raise your hand and we'll come and beat you. <laughs> we'll throw an egg at you. It was, a, it was kind of a throwback to a Tommy boy quote. If oh, okay. you good can't one. figure That's out good. how to use your seat as a flotation device, come on, just raise your hand. Tommy will come back there and slap you. He's just a big, dumb animal, folks. <laughs> um so while
0: each each kind of Pixar movie has its own uh, has a, a, its own set of references, Easter eggs, and that stuff, there are um, four or five that are kind of consistent um, that are are, are kind of present in almost every one of the Pixar movies, um, and four of them set the bar by being in. Toy Story. Um, mm-hmm. and, with, and like we said, Finding Dory was the 17th Pixar film. Um, the tradition is still going strong. Yes. And um, we'll just assume we're going to see these in Cars 3. Um, so the, Cars 3 and Coco. So fun things for you to watch out for. If you don't already know what these are, I feel like these are very common knowledge. But we figured we wanted to, we wanted to chat about it. So the first one I'm going to go with, which I feel like is the most obvious one, uh, the Pixar ball. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to D twenty three? It's a really long pause. Um yeah, the, was the the, uh, the Pixar area. They had they were giving out those balls. Yeah, I was so jealous of
1: the people that got one. I did one. not get one, so no, I, did get, I did get I did get a lanyard that had all of the Pixar movies, oh, uh, that's their titles cool. um, all around it. So that was cool. But no, I, I didn't get that. Um, yeah, no, it's you know there's uh, someday the, maybe this year the two most iconic things when you think of Pixar in terms of in terms of imagery, are obviously uh, Luxo Jr., mm-hmm. and that is the lamp that, of course, bounces out and uh, just m- straight-up murders the eye every <laughs> single yeah. time. And then, of course, the Pixar ball.
0: Yeah, which is sometimes referred to as the Luxo ball, because yes. that's the ball he stands on. But uh, it, that, uh, that actually first appeared in one of Pixar's first shorts, uh, Luxo Jr., Exactly in 1986. Um, and, uh, you know, it's... Uh it's essentially in every one of the movies, I think,
1: actually. Well, yeah, I mean Luxo Luxo Jr. essentially established Pixar as something else. This was uh between that and then Tin Toy. Um yep. these are these are the first two things that that really showcase that that Pixar is on the the edge of something. They are about to to break through with something big, something different. Um, you know, there is there there was no doubt in Steve Jobs's mind that these people were going to do something big um you know cuz you almost have to go back in history even more and talk about when Pixar was essentially a part of um ILM and mm. uh, in the George Lucas sense of things and uh you know it's all all the people who were were starting to work with Pixar um you know Lasseter, Pete Docter, Andrew Stanton and all that you know they just they they had so much promise, and then you finally get to see a little bit of it in, in these in terms of computer animation. So uh, it, it's only fitting that, um, especially in terms of Luxo and and the Luxo Ball, it's, it's they deserve to be in everything in some sort of little nod or a reference because yeah. it's th- it's the start. Yeah, it's right. Th- it's the ground point. I love I love when it's worked too into the more creative
0: stuff. Like, how do you get the Luxo ball in? Like, um, you know, the good dinosaur. Yeah, y- you know. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, the the ball is the the yellow ball that's got the blue stripe around it with the red star on mm-hmm. the side. It, it you. Obviously, like if you remember, it's the ball in Toy Story that Buzz takes the uh, he jumps off the he does his first to Infinity and Beyond and he hits the ball and it bounces yes. him up to take his first flight in there. Um, I don't know, should I run through where yeah, it go everything? through Go through the
1: list for people, spoilers, no spoilers. Uh, some of these movies have been out for years and years well, and, and like years. I say I haven't seen them all either, so yeah.
0: um, I, I will say one of the things I checked too, just to double check the work. We were all doing was the uh, Pixar wiki page, yeah, um, which is actually really cool. You got to be careful though; you're going to fall down that 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 Pixar hole, yeah, that you're never going to get out of because it's really fascinating. They, they stuff call it here. the wiki wormhole. The wiki wormhole, yeah, that's better. Yeah. Um, okay. So we said there's multiple appearances in toy story and I feel like they're most obvious in that. So like toy story one, I talked about it's kicked off. It's, it's a ball that's in Andy's room. So it's like, he kicks it in the beginning. And then in the, in the second movie, it's in a commercial, um, on a TV commercial for Al's toy barn. It Mm -hmm. shows up in there. Um, it's in Boo's room in monsters Inc in finding Dory. It's in the, uh, the dentist's office. Um, it's one of Violet's toys in the Incredibles. um, and then uh, it is on the floor of a neighborhood child's room and up. So I think it's when the house is floating up. It's in one of the children's rooms that will like, yeah. l-
1: see it through the that window is uh, there's also another one, another little spoiler in that for a a different Easter egg that we're gonna talk about later on. Yes in this, so. Yeah, in that same scene. I'll shut up. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was gonna say, don't worry, we'll get to all these tracks. Um, so, and then, um, it, I guess the design for the ball is on a on a tile on the side of the Sunnyside Daycare in Toy Story Three, um, and it's inside of the sandbox there as well. Um, and then during the credits is where it shows up in Cars Two. It's in the Witch's Cottage in Brave. Uh-huh. I had to look that one up too because I didn't. I wasn't sure how it worked in there. And then um, it's on the Scare Games walls in Monsters University. It's the – well, those are the shorts, so I don't need to talk about that. But um, during a flashback of young Riley playing tag with uh, Bing Bong in Inside Out is where you see that one. And then uh, floating past during the scene where Arlo and Spot get intoxicated from eating fermented fruit is when it shows
1: up in The Good Dinosaur. How can you not just hear that one line and start to wonder, what am I missing with Good Dinosaur? That's what I thought, because the image I saw with that is there are switched heads, right? Um, It's just very trippy. Um, We talked about pink elephants on Parade last Diz Pop. It's very much in the same vein. Okay. Well, (laughs) it's also
0: the steering wheel of the uh, quarantine truck in Finding Dory. Um, The one thing I don't see it referenced in here, though, is in Bug's Life.
1: Is it in Bug's Life? I don't remember it being in Bug's Life. Um, if if we let but, us know in the comments or, or tweet at us or something
0: like that to watch for us. I I thought it was.
1: Um, I thought it was in every film,
0: yeah. but I could be wrong. the
1: The ball is definitely um, of the Easter eggs that we're talking about today. The ball is not always difficult necessarily to find. Sometimes it's a lot. Uh, a lot more well-placed than others, but uh, because of the shape of it and such, it is a lot more difficult to find. Some of the other things we're going to talk about here, um, I don't know what's next on the list. But, the um, next one is A113. Yeah, something like that. That is now usually where they put A113, it really sticks out. And the fun part about A113, as we'll get to, uh, you'll explain it. But because A113 isn't just Pixar-related in general, but mm-hmm. it's, it's related to um, a, a specific classroom, because of that, any animator who ever went through that classroom, had that set, will put it in there. So you'll find it in The Simpsons. You'll find it in other cartoons all over the place. So it's not just a Pixar one, but I guess I'll... I'll shoot it over to you with no, that.
0: No, no, I was just double checking to make sure, and it, it looks like it's uh, I, I don't see it referenced here in, in Bug's Life. But um, So yeah, so uh, you heard Craig reference what A113 is, um, and this is a reference to the classroom at CalArts where uh, Pete Docter, who's director of Monsters, Inc., Up, Inside Out, um, Andrew Stanton, Finding Nemo, Wally, and John Lasseter, who we already talked about, co-founder of Pixar, yeah. the the CCO, or uh, chief creative officer of Pixar, and um, Walt Disney Animation Studio, and obviously director. You know he did Toy Story one, two, Bugs Life, Cars one and two, and he's doing Toy Story four as well, I believe. Um, essentially the Walt Disney of Pixar, as it
1: were. Yeah. Well, um, and it, it's fitting that they got their start at that's, Cal Arts because yeah. Cal Arts was, um, essentially the art school that Walt Disney had set up. Ah, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, no, that's it's, cool. It's part of that and um, that's why other uh, other notable name like Tim Burton went to CalArts. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he had his little run with Disney back and forth for a while which then dissipated but it seems like he came it's back. Around.
0: Yeah. yeah. He left them for quite some time. And I remember him saying this thing, he was never going to work for them. And now it seems like they s- exclusively employ him lately. So, yeah. but yeah, so that was uh, where they spent countless hours studying to be the amazing uh, animators they are. But, um, so that's kind of a nod to that. And like Craig said, it's not specific to Pixar. Um, it's in other animated Disney films like Lilo and stitch and princess and the frog. Um, but, uh, a lot of people kind of owe a little bit to this. Um, I can talk about where it shows up in the Pixar films yeah, as well, if you'd like, because some of them have been a little more challenging to find than others. Um, but uh, in Toy Story 1, it's the uh, the uh, license plate on the minivan, A113. Mm-hmm. In A Bug's Life, it's the code on uh, uh, the cereal box um, that Flick goes through to get into Bug City, um, vitamin A113. On the nutrition facts of Casey's Jr. Cookies. For Casey Jr. Cookies. Um, In Toy Story 2, um, the airport announcement uh, for uh, Lasset Air Flight A113, uh, which is obviously a fun reference to John Lasseter as well. Uh, Monsters, Inc. It says, although not an instance of A113, one of the pillars inside of the door warehouse of Monsters, Inc. Almost has the correct number reading a 13 So I guess that's kind of one where it's not quite there. But in Finding Nemo, it's the uh, the model of camera used by the scuba diver. In The Incredibles, it's a room number in Syndrome's lair. Um, It actually makes a couple of different kind of references in that one as well. So
1: yeah, this um, and that would be because uh, Brad Bird directed Mm -hmm. The Incredibles and. Brad Bird is why it will show up in The Simpsons and anything else that he has a hand on. He he loves putting a 113 in everything. I wonder if it's in Ghost Protocol, because that was his first live-action movie he directed. It might be. I am not 100% positive on that, but I, I, that. I could imagine that it would be. Well, it's also uh, Mater's license plate number in Cars. It Actually, it is. Um, It is on... Josh Holloway's character Hannaway's weaponized class ring has a one one three emblazoned on the side, Uh. and it is Tom Cruise's extraction code given over the phone. Oh, really? uh, In front of the Kremlin. Yeah. Yeah. Wait.
0: Wait. In front of the Kremlin. So when he's leaving before it blows up. Yes. Okay. I love that movie. Yeah. That movie's so good. I'm sorry. That's that's. I mean, the fifth one's great too. But, jeez, Ghost Protocol can't decide which one i like better anyway um so yeah cars uh it's mater's license plate um or uh it's also the number of the railway train which crashes into lightning mcqueen so uh, references in there um and ratatouille um get the lab rat has a tag on his left ear that reads a113 um wally the forbidden code for autos directive um so that, that's the first time that A113 was actually significant to the plot of the movie. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. In Up, it's on the sign outside of the courtroom. Um, in Toy Story 3, the license plate, obviously, again. Um, and then uh, in Cars 2, Mater's license plate. In Brave, it appears in Roman numerals as A-C-X-I-I-I, above the entrance door of the witch's cottage. Apparently, the witch was the entire reference for all the pixar
1: easter eggs in this movie yeah the witch is uh and yeah a pretty important character
0: okay i'm gonna watch this movie next i guess that, no, that'll be where
1: i start it's not great oh no well the, don't hype me up for it yeah it, it's why it, it makes no sorry i guess it does um merida is a very empowered young woman uh and that wants to make her own choices Uh, And so it makes sense why they use it so much. Uh, You know, she had a prominent part in World of Color for a while. She's a part of Happily Ever After. She was a part of the last projection show that we had before Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense to me because the movie's just meh.
0: Well, I, it also came out around the time that Disney was really starting to struggle for that appeal to, like, boys and girl. Well, I guess it's, she's still a girl, so it doesn't yeah. matter. They were trying to be like, this is the, the boy's princess or something like that. Yeah. I remember because it was originally called the Brave and the – or something, the Bear and the Bow or something like that. But anyway, um, Monsters University, apparently – so there's a, the classroom number of scaring 101, and then on one of the international posters, it had 113. Sometimes I feel like they're a stretch, but – yeah. Inside Out, it was as uh, graffiti in the streets of San Francisco when Riley receives a phone call from her mother. It's also the number of Riley's classroom. Um, And then in The Good Dinosaur, this is one where it's tough to spot, because my friend Amber, when she saw the movie the second time, she spotted this one. But it's um, formed by the pickets on the wooden fence surrounding
1: the area of the the cluckers on Arlo's family farm. Did you like that one? Uh, No, some are tougher than others to find. But just to give you a scope of... Hold on, I got what? one more. Oh, you got one more? Yeah, Finding Dory. The oh, tags yeah. of Fluke and Rudder are
0: labeled A1 and 1-3, respectively. Also, the license plate number on the truck containing the quarantine fish is Cal, a one one
1: three. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to give you an idea of the other places you might see it pop up uh, that are noted, um, Saving Mr. Banks, uh, oh. The Avengers, um, Terminator Salvation, Meet the Robinsons, Big Hero 6, Princess and the Frog, The Brave Little Toaster. Uh, which isn't a surprise because John Lasseter had a hand in Brave Little Toaster. Um, Lilo and Stitch, The Iron Giant, Brad Bird there. Uh, apparently in the film Neighbors, which I did not know that. Yeah, Seth Rogen and, yeah. and Zach Efron. Okay, um, all right. And then just Doctor Who, Firefly, Supernatural. Um, Doctor Who, really? Yeah. Uh, South Park, Tiny Toon Adventures, and... Um, Rugrats, Family Guy, and a lot of American Dad. And that's just a short list. This is everywhere. It had that much of an impact. So if you're looking to get your kids involved in anything
0: and be successful, get them to CalArts. Yeah. This episode of DizPop is sponsored by CalArts. Anyway. I don't believe we were paid at all. No. Free advertisement. There you go. For the 10 people that listen to this. Um, So the next big one that seems like a fairly obvious one, too, uh, or at least for me, this one's, I think, one of my favorite ones i mean i like the ball because that one's yeah. very easy to spot not always super easy but it's you
1: know it's the color scheme that's easy to spot um the pizza planet truck yeah i'd actually argue that this is like the one thing that people look for um and mm. everything more than a113 or more than yeah. the ball i i think um when you think of easter eggs in in pixar films you think of the pizza planet truck first and foremost well it's a um, pretty
0: debated one as well because it, it's not in all of them it's only missing from one of them yeah and uh i had to well obviously i googled a lot of this but i i wasn't sure where a, a truck could show up in the good dinosaur and i i spotted it but all right the internet spotted it um but anyway for those of you who are may or may not be familiar it's the yellow 1978 goiza is that how you say it g-y-o-z-a I believe that's how it's pronounced. Um, but that's that's the type of the Pizza Planet truck, which made its debut in Toy Story as the delivery truck for Andy's favorite restaurant. Obviously, um, the truck. Um, it I, I guess it made a cameo in um, A Bug's Life, and then people just kind of went crazy for it. Yeah, that idea. So that that's where they just kind of like rolled that in, into a. Into it, and into like you a said, pr- one. Yep. yeah, probably the most like one of the most iconic ones, or the most iconic one, other than the ball, I would say, or I'd say on par with the ball, but, um, but yeah, um, this one was kind of cool because at D twenty three in twenty fifteen, they had like created the truck, yeah. and you could go and look at it, and like if you looked into the interior, there was a Buzz and Woody in there, and like it just it was really awesome. Um, but this this one. I'm just gonna. I'll just go through it. I yeah, guess. go through right? appearances.
1: Um. Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. I w- I was reading the wrong part of this. So in, in, in Toy Story, it plays a very important part as when Toy Story Buzz there. and Woody need passage to Pizza Planet, they obviously see this truck at the gas station where it is uh, being refueled, and they jump in and go for a wild ride. One of my on favorite scenes in this Planet.
0: movie. Yeah. Underneath, actually. Also, uh, John Lasseter, one of his favorite lines in the movie is the uh, "You're a sad, strange little man. I pity you." Yeah, that's, that's his. He, he talked about that at T twenty three, so it was cool. Um, but yeah, Toy and then in a, a Bug's Life, it's next to the mobile home uh, above Bug City. Um, yes. He he he. John Lasseter apparently said, "I'm reading this right here." That. Um, he liked to think of it as the the mobile home is where the delivery guy from pizza uh, from Toy Story lives. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of fun and cool. But obviously, Toy Story two, it, it's it's uh, in the Cutting Boulevard apartment parking lots, um, and then. Um, Monsters,
1: Inc., when Randall is banished, the truck can be seen yeah. parked outside of the mobile home. Again, it's, is it well, the same mobile yeah, home? it's the exact same mobile oh, home cool. as from A Bug's Life. So this was kind of that first first pop-up, you know, because at first, uh, Sully and Mike get banished to the Himalayas with the abominable snowman, the snowman yeah. and then they end up doing the same to Randall and sends him to the, the mobile home, and... I think the line's, oh, look, an alligator. <laughs> and then you just start hearing this thrashing inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, In Finding Nemo, it drives uh, across the street when Gil's giving his escape mm-hmm. monologue. Yeah. And uh, in Cars, I miss this one when I watch Cars, but at the Los Angeles International Speedway uh, at the uh, title uh, deciding race, um, it's an actual car, and his name is Todd. Yeah. I, w- I want a toy of that. Todd, not just the Pizza Planet truck, I want the Todd Pizza Planet truck. I don't know if they've ever made a toy out of it. I, I feel like that would be genius. Also, I do want a toy of the Pizza Planet truck now, yeah. too. I've said that a lot. Oh, of now. course. I want toys all the time. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I guess it makes another appearance there, too, but it's on the on a bridge in the background of mm-hmm. the document chase scene. And Wally, and the only movie that you can see its engine in, um, it's briefly seen when Eve is scanning the planet for life.
1: And it's just in the junkyard.
0: Yeah, yeah. And up um, it's, uh, coming out of the parking lot when Russell is being lowered from Carl's house. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you can actually see it from a couple different spots in that movie, but, um, in Toy Story 3, Lotso chuckles in Big Baby Ride on the Pizza Planet truck's rear bumper in that, in that story of the, uh, the heart-wrenching yeah. story where you're like, oh, maybe I do feel bad for this horrible bear. No,
1: Lotso's terrible. And then he just burns the toys. But I do love him because he smells of strawberries. I don't know. Oh, I, I have a lot so stuffed animal. Oh, I know and he does. I mean, these... I've held
0: him. I don't know if I love him because uh, but...
1: all these years later he still smells like strawberries. <laughs> I can't let him go. Yeah, i have tried. You've tried to <laughs> set him on fire. And
0: um, in Cars Two, it's in the triptych poster in the middle London portion. I don't know. I didn't see Cars Two, um, but it makes a. It's it's at the Radiator Springs Grand Prix because it's Todd. It's Todd. Yeah. So um, in Brave. It's in the witches' room again. That's where all these things are in that movie. Um, in Monsters University, it's parked next to the Jox house. The Jocks. The Jocks that's house. Okay.
1: Fraternities.
0: Yeah, I see what they did there. Jocks house. Gotcha. Um, inside Out, it's in one of the little memory yeah. memory balls there that you got to keep your eyes peeled for. Um, but it it shows up in that memory ball a couple times in the movie. Um, and in The Good Dinosaur. It's it's as an asteroid in the opening shot in the top left portion of the frame. Um, and the director, is this Peter Son, directed this movie?
1: Uh, yeah, Peter Son. He's the one who was brought in after. Um, Pete Doctor? Or was he, who was no, it originally? No, or it was originally the guy who does the voice for Mr. Ray in um, Finding Nemo. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um. Hold on, I'll tell you right now.
0: Oh, no, it doesn't tell me the original director. It just says directed by Peter Son. So, I don't know. Um, but you will find that information for me while I continue on. And, anyway, uh, apparently he's also said it makes a second appearance in the film, but nobody's been able to find it Bob yet. Bob Peterson. Bob Peterson, there you go. And then uh, in Finding Dory, it's uh, the truck appears in a wrecked, sunken state in the area where Dor- Dory, Marlin, and Nemo encounter the giant squid. So, there's all the appearances of that movie. Um, it was debated a certain truck in The Incredibles was that truck,
1: but uh, Brad Bird I think said it was not. Yeah. So, unfortunate it didn't make it into that one. Well, I understand uh, the The Incredibles was still pretty early on in the whole uh, spectrum of things. It only came after Finding Nemo and Monsters Inc. and the two Toy Story films and. It probably would have been so... in production for a while too. Before, yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's who. It, you never know what things are going to catch on. Yeah, so that's true.
0: Well, our next one is more like a lucky charm here. I think we're literally he is the Pixar lucky charm uh, here, John Ratzenberger. Um, John Ratzenberger has been associated with Pixar since the beginning. He provided the voice of Evil Doctor Porkchop uh-huh. and uh, Ham from Toy Story, and then he's essentially been in every single Pixar movie. Um, sometimes he only has the one line though, so you got to listen closely. Yeah. Um, like I believe it was Monsters Inc. He's just the abominable snowman. The, he is, but he's me. a big but, part of that. Yeah, well, he's my favorite part too. The Who B. wants snow. snow cones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if I mean, if you want to, I, I can I can tell you all the ones he's been in. So he was Ham in the Toy Story movies, yep. obviously. He was uh, PT Flea in A Bug's Life, the ringleader in the circus. Yes, and he's then,
1: a bad character in this. Yeah,
0: um, and then the Yeti. I keep calling him a snowman, but I guess he's the same. He's the Yeti. But yeah. um, uh, in Finding Nemo, he is Moonfish. He is the school of fish. He
1: plays. Oh, that's the right. one that does the. Who's the
0: voice of the teacher then?
1: That's what I, Mr. Ray. That's Bob Peterson.
0: Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always, I always get it mixed up. So, um, in The Incredibles, he's the underminer. In Cars, he's he's Mac. Yeah, uh, obviously. Um, and then uh, in Ratatouille, he's Mustafa. In Wally, he is John. Um, pretty big part in that movie. Yeah. And uh, in Up, he's the construction foreman mm-hmm. who goes to help um, Carl. Carl, and he gets hit by yeah, his cane. He gets a little little gash on his head there. Um, and then... Oh, no, that's not him. That's that's one of his other people. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, I thought he was the one who got hit in the head, but... I mean, you, you can hear his voice yeah. when, he's, when he's talking. He's got a very distinct voice. In Brave, he is Gordon. And um, in Inside Out, he is Fritz and Earl in The Good Dinosaur, Bill in Finding Dory. Which one was Bill?
1: Oh, wow. Putting me on the spot like that. I haven't watched it since it came out on Blu-ray. I couldn't tell you off. He's all one fan. of the crabs. He's a crab. A little a little crab would be yeah. Um Yeah, I, I couldn't even picture what part of the movie it was in
0: pessimistic crap i i I don't know i I finally just opened and did the like got to put the digital download copy of my finding i I like that movie quite a bit. right
1: now i currently have a memory of about 16 seconds okay then we better hurry up
0: so those are all (laughs) that's all that he's the lucky egg and then our final one which hasn't always been a thing but started to, to kind of be a thing with monsters
1: inc is the reference to the next upcoming pixar film i had one more good story with that but with John Ratzenberg. Oh, tell me the John Ratzenberg one. Um, it was at the 2013 D23 convention um, when they were doing the the presentation for the upcoming movies. John Ratzenberg uh, was there, and um, uh, Bill Hader was also there because at that point, you know, they were working on Inside Out, they were working on. Finding Dory and the Good Dinosaur, he was supposed to be a bigger part of it. Mm -hmm. So there was this big running joke that Bill Hader was going to become the next, um, the next, yeah, the next uh, good luck, uh, good luck charm for uh, for Pixar and be in every single, um, every single one of the movies too. Mm -hmm. uh, Just because his, his voice was literally popping up. In stretches, stretch, stretch. It got broken because Good Dinosaur ended up uh, recasting the entire voice acting yeah. uh, uh, cast, so he he ended up being thrown out of that. But he was very close. So, fun fact: oh, there was well, almost two good look charms. Well, Bill. I feel like Bill Hader
0: is the guy who does the voice. He's that guy and everything. Later, he's the voice of Alpha Five. He's the voice of BB Eight. He's the you know. It's he's like. The go to guy. Voice consultant on yeah. BBA. Oh, excuse me. Voice consultant. But, and, uh, yeah. Still great. Great, 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 great guy. Um, so anyway, the next one, the reference to uh, the next upcoming Pixar films, this kind of dates back to, like I said, Monsters, Inc. You could make kind of an argument that there is a reference in, um, uh, a Bug's Life to Toy Story Two because in the version of that movie that had the bloopers in the credits, Woody comes in, but I don't know yeah. that that counts if that was just a reference to the movie before it as opposed to the movie after it. Um, but in Monsters Inc., it became a little more uh, significant because it it gave us a peek at two separate characters in the movie that followed Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo. In um, the scene when Sully throws Randall through a door, banishing him into the human world, the door is open and on the right side there's a clownfish mounted on the wall that looks like marlin from finding nemo and then the second scene when sully is saying goodbye to boo in her bedroom and she's sewing uh sully the a toys. few of her toys yeah. yeah she uh it's actually they're all easter eggs because she shows sully the pixar ball and then um she shows him jesse from toy yep. story 2 and then uh the last one is she squeezes a toy fish uh, the clownfish. yep um but yeah that's a that's a fun little thing um Kind of to keep your eye out. The thing about that one is, though, you never know until kind of after the fact, usually, um, especially with some of these. But um, so um, in in Finding Nemo, this one on um, in the waiting room, there's a, um, a boy is reading a Mr. Incredible comic book. Yeah, um, and then uh, there's apparently you can see Luigi. A non-anthro, oh. uh, yeah. whatever the word is, anthropomorphic uh, version of Luigi, um, and then in the Incredibles, uh, there's a, a, a non-anthropomorphic version of Doc Hudson is parked in the streets of Metroville during the final battle. In um, Ratatouille, a shadow of Doug from Up is seen when Remy wanders in an apartment. Yeah. Hal from Wall-E makes a cameo in that as well. Um, your friend, the rat oh that's a short isn't it Yes. Uh, and wally called carl, uh, carl frederickson's walking stick and up can be seen um in uh, on two occasions it's um when wally is about to pull across the magnifying screen the walker is sitting behind the ipod and when wally falls down the um from the ceiling of his truck after being knocked there by eve he collides with the walker In Up, Lots of Hug and Bear from Toy Story 3 is seen um, next to the bed of a little girl. In Mm -hmm. Toy Story 3, Finn McMissiles from Cars 2 is featured on a poster in Andy's room. Um, There's also an allusion to the movie Newt that was canceled. Yeah. Um, So. You can look for that. In Cars 2, a carified version of Dunbrock Family Tapestry of Brave appears in the Ye Left Turn Inn in London. And then in Brave, uh, a wood engraving of Sully appears in the Witch's Hut. Um, But that's kind of like the alluding to the sequel there. Um, And then in Monsters University, there are toy versions of the Good Dinosaur characters. And... Then in, in um, Inside Out, there are giant statues of Forrest Woodbush and Arlo from The Good Dinosaur in Riley's memories from her trip to San Francisco. And in The Good Dinosaur, you can see Hank from Finding Dory appears at the bottom of the water when Arlo learns to swim. Yeah. And then finally in Finding Dory, the uh, driver of the truck heading t- for
1: uh, Cleveland at the end of the movie has a Band-Aid with an image of Lightning McQueen on his hand. You know, some of these... Uh... Some of these are starting to get easier to like figure out because Pixar is so open about what movies are coming up. So unless it was a new character, yeah. that's where you get some of the confusion. But well, like um, Doug, how would you have, how would you have you known? you know what I mean? Well, and that's uh, that's what I was gonna say uh, in regards to the one that I remember sticking out the most was the shot of Lotso sitting beside the bed was in one of the trailers for Up. So that was like the first time where people noticed it right in the trailer that there was an Easter egg, and they were like, "Is this going to be one of the new characters for uh. the next Toy Story movie?" So um, th- that's the only instance that I can I can remember with that where it was like s- people noticed it right away because it was in it was before anything came out with it, and um, so the- these ones are cool. Uh, they're they're yeah. definitely they're definitely fun finds, but as you said. They're kind of hard because if you don't, you know, if, if it's a new character, you don't have an idea of what's really coming next. You don't know what to look for. It could be yeah. literally anything. Um, And but that's that's part of the hunt.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a, it's it's also like I love a movie where you can go back and rewatch and find all these things. Yeah. So, like, that's exciting for me because I haven't seen them all yet. I can kind of go through and, and look for all of these. And um I, I might I, I'm debating now whether I start at the beginning and watch the Pixar movies in order is what I, I might do or just like do the three Toy Stories, then move on to Bug's Life, then move on. But I, I'm getting that I'm getting that uh, I want to get back into
1: enjoying the animated yep. features like I used to do. I, you know? I genuinely think that with Pixar that is if you want to watch them in a certain order, that is a time where you do need to watch them in chronological release. Um, well, well, I think just, the animation aesthetic yeah. goes with it, you know, because it, it's if you watch it in that way, like you can truly see the transition. If you try to watch even even Toy Story one, then watch Toy Story two back to back, you do notice already a oh, yeah. massive difference. If you try to go one, two, three back to back to back. it it like sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, Not that, again, we've already talked about how uh, emotionally Toy Story means the most to us in terms of Pixar, but the animation, while beautiful, still holds up to this day, I think in terms of look, it is very, very crude. It's very flat. Like the carpet is flat.
0: You know what I mean? Nowadays, when I think about like if Pixar were to animate a carpet, I'd be able to see the the individual spirals of each piece of the rug. This one's very like... Everything looks kind of. They were more like, "What does reflecting texture look like?" Yeah, you know, and and so it, and like Craig said earlier in the episode, the great thing about the Blu-rays is they kind of talk about things that they were going for in this. Like in in um Cars, like a big thing for them in Cars was, what does. Light look like when it's reflecting off of steel. You yeah. know what does it
1: look like when it's reflecting off of a clear coat on a car. You know stuff like that. Yeah. No, and it's and there was definitely a, pretty much around Monsters Inc. When they took the time um, to create the technology to basically put place each individual hair on Sully. Yeah. And make that that movement and like go that in. That's when that's when it was the turning point of each film. How can we make this even bigger and better in terms of the animation quality and so yeah that's why i choose to watch it in that order if if i was going to and then then the next preferred order would be watching the worst to the best
0: Mm, but that cars (laughs) uh,
1: i don't know i don't know yet i don't know that that that's where
0: i actually don't mind the when i saw cars the first time it took me forever to see it i was kind of like
1: well after well here's the thing with cars you watch Cars 2 and Brave and then you decide where you want to play. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll do a ranking of all the
0: Pixar movie. Yeah. I think that's a future episode of Dispop once I once I catch up and watch all these. So
1: I got to do I don't have that many to go. I've only
0: got that. three. I've only got three. So um, well that I think that'll that'll do it. So thank you, Craig, for having this conversation. Blessings. Um, you know, obviously I didn't do every Easter egg. We didn't talk about everywhere each one of those Easter egg appears, but um, if you're Familiar with some other fun ones, and you want to get a conversation going, you can leave comments in the on the video or tweet at us at dizpop Show, or um, you know, send an email, whatever um, to the to the uh, podcast. Uh, but I I enjoy, I love Easter egg stuff like this. I do love Pixar. I do really look forward to the um, the future, what it holds, sequels and non sequels. Yeah. Um, although I'm I'm not I'm like eh, Cars, I'm eh? But you know what? I'm going to see it, I'm going to embrace it, and I'm going to hopefully enjoy it. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Click like if you enjoyed the video. Share it with your friends if you want to share it with your friends. No pressure, but whatever. If you know some people that like Pixar out there, let them uh, share it with them, and then they can school us on what we uh, did or did not know in this episode. So um, that will do it. I will see you guys later in another episode of Diz Pop.